everyone. The date is December 7th, 2012, and the latest edition of Be Nice to Impact or Not at Freed Mission for Real, www.freedmissionfr.com, also on iTunes. My name is JP Nichols. I uh, actually just atten- uh, freshly attended NXT instead of Impact, but I actually went out of my way to watch this Impact, considering it was the go-home show to the Final Resolution 2012 pay-per-view, and while very ineffective, I felt, in terms of building to the pay-per-view, uh, especially in comparison to last month where I thought they did a pretty good job. This this show, not so much. Pretty below average show overall, but made uh, overall enjoyable for, with a very good main event that I thought uh, really raised the show up a bit. So let's get right into it, actually. The show opened up with Bobby Roode, Christopher Daniels, and Kazarian making their way to the ring. Uh, Kazarian decided to insult the fans by calling them chodes, seemingly a new tradition of his by finding a new random word to use to insult fans weekly. They all uh, talked about their respective things, talking about how Kazarian, Daniels, and Roode were the best parts of fortune. Uh, Roode talked about how he will be the world champion come Sunday. And Christopher Daniels said that it will be the last match with him and AJ, and the winner will be known as the better man, and asked AJ to come to the ring. Two of them pretty much proceeded to have the usual promo that these two have had for the last year and a half, where it was just, oh, uh, AJ knows that Daniels is jealous of uh, AJ's success, etc. Daniels has been calling AJ a loser for months. With all of AJ's losses, he knows it's true. And that AJ is just a loser, and the worst nightmare will happen because Daniels will prove that he's better than AJ. And AJ says that Daniels talks too much and attacked him. Uh, all three of them decided to gang up on AJ until Storm and Hardy ran out to make the save. We had highlights from the main event last week, and uh, the words from Austin Aries in regards to Brooke Hogan. Saw him backstage and was talking about how he needs Hulk Hogan to give him a match with Bully Ray this Sunday. Had a TV title match, uh, Smojo defending the television title against Devon. Match was not very good, as you really would expect. I mean, with these two, I mean, not exactly very good clash. Devon actually, interestingly enough, wrestled in his full aces and eights getup, uh, like uh, cut and all. Uh, and then Joe, uh, actually, Taz made a pretty funny point. Uh, talking about how, because Joe is uh, very good in his MMA background, how he could actually use the cotton jacket to potentially choke out Devon, which I thought was rather humorous. But um, finish came when uh, a blonde came out to distract the ref, and then Doc ran out, hit Joe in the back of the head with a hammer, and Devon covered Joe for the pin, one, two, three. So you have a new TV champion in Devon. Very... If the TV title really meant anything, I would be more annoyed, but the problem is this belt is, like, so meaningless at this point, even though I was sort of hoping that when they put it on Joe uh, that they would actually go out of their way to try to make the belt mean something in the long run, which they seemingly were for a little bit by having him feud with Magnus, but that quickly got kiboshed. And now the TV title is just going to be used as a prop to give Aces and Aids something to carry around. Uh, we saw Devon celebrating with Doc and uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of random women around ringside. Uh, saw Brooke Hogan walking and talking on the phone, discussing contracts being done. She signed someone that will be here tonight. Uh, saw D'Lo Brown talking with Al Snow backstage and how Al was drugged last week. Al said he got to Orlando, went to eat, and woke up Friday in a hospital. D'Lo's glad that he got safe, and Al thanked him for helping out with gut check last week. Mickey James made her way to the ring. 
said that this is the first time she's had to address the fans since her return and thank the fans and says that she needed support during her times. As she sat home recovering, she had a chance to think things through, so she made a pact, and on Sunday she'll win the knockouts title. Uh, Tara and Jesse came their way to the ring. Tara said that James was like a sad movie and mocks her year, saying that she, uh, while Tara has had a great year, dropped Test Mocker, hooked up with Jesse, and won the title. Uh, James said not for long, and then out of nowhere, Velvet Sky's music hit, making her illustrious return to the Impact Zone. I'm sure many people were excited over that. Uh, she grabbed Mike and uh, from Tara and thanked the fans for their support, thanked Brooke Hogan for bringing her back, and said that she wished them luck at the pay-per-view and says that 2013 will be her year's Knockouts Champion, and that if you don't know, now you know. So, yeah, bit of a random random way to end up bringing her back in any capacity. I mean, considering that the match had no focus on her. I mean, granted that no one really was into this Mickey and Tara uh, program anyway, but just sort of seemed to come out of nowhere. But I'm sure a lot of people are going to be thrilled about seeing Velvet back in the ring and so, uh, see her put on the high-caliber matches that most expect from her. We had Robbie E and Robbie T talking backstage. Uh, Robbie E was attempting to use, I believe... It, it almost looked like an iPad, but it actually wasn't. I cannot remember the name of... Uh, it actually was an iPad, excuse me. And was having trouble trying to pay his car insurance. Um, and Terry was showing him how to use it. Actually, rather humorous. Then at a non-title match, uh, Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez versus Robbie E and Robbie T. Match was very short. Hernandez had some new tattoos. Uh, some very wacky tattoos, actually, like implying that his chest was clawed off, revealing a Superman logo. Um, Hernandez uh, cleaned house on both of them after making a hot tag. Frog splashed by Chavo onto Robbie E. 1-2-3, that was the end. Then Joey Ryan made his way to the ring and says to pay attention to him because in three days he and Morgan will win the tag titles. Matt Morgan attacked them from behind and Ryan grabbed a tag title and says that when you deal with, and I quote, the big Morgan and the big organ size matters. <sighs> If I couldn't express my feelings for them as a team enough, and I'm saying this as a big fan of as a fan of Joey Ryan, it, it really can be described as polar opposite of how I feel for Christopher Daniels Kazarian. Just <sighs> I don't really want to get into it more than that. Uh, uh, we saw Aces and Aids backstage in their clubhouse. Um, they were partying with the chicks, drinking beer. Devon says they need to throw a dart, but he stopped because they have a target already tonight. A hit they've been paid for, actually. I saw some highlights from last week's gut check where Wes Briscoe got awarded a contract. Uh, we saw Angle talking with Wes backstage. Wes thanked Angle for all his help. Garrett Bischoff was hanging out as well, and Angle said that he's proud of him too. They say they will have Angles back tonight. Saw so, Chavo and Hernandez backstage, and they were cutting a rather horrendous promo in regards to uh, Joey Ryan and Morgan saying that they have their attention and Chavo promised to stop their face in and beat them down. Yeah. Can't exactly say this is the best way to attempt to sell that tech title match. We had Kurt Angle versus Doc. Actually, a match that I was very interested in on paper. The match itself was sort of okay. Too short to really do much. Um, they got some decent stuff, though, for the time that they got. Uh, lots of German suplexes from Angle, as you'd expect. Brutal choke slam by Gallows on Angle. I actually would really be interested to see these two in a pay-per-view setting, uh, or even at least in a longer TV match setting down the road. Um, <laughs> excuse me. 
finish came when uh, Angle was setting up for the ankle lock, and but another member of Aces and Ace ran in, uh, causing the DQ. Angle went to fight them off. They surrounded the ring, and then Smojo, Wes Briscoe, and Garrett came out to save. Angle said they like to run together, and Angle as a team. Uh, so it will be the four of them challenging four members of the Aces and Ace at the pay-per-view. I assume uh, Devon, uh, Luke Gallows, potentially the one portrayed by Mike Knox, and who knows who they would get to portray the other random. And in all likelihood, unless they decide to stretch it out even more, I predict that Wes Briscoe and Garrett will end up, or at least Wes Briscoe, could potentially end up turning and joining with the Aces and Eights, or at least revealing that he's already joined with the Aces and Eights, I should say. Saw Hulk Hogan backstage on the phone with Joe Park, telling him to call Al Snow and to go to OVW to get his training, even though uh, Al Snow's already in the impact zone, so it's like, what's the point in trying to call him? Bully Ray showed up and said that he also wanted a match with Austin Aries. Uh, he told Hogan that he wants, uh, wants to match very badly. Hogan didn't realize Bully Ray was so important and said that the universe does not revolve around Ray and Aries. And Hogan told him no and laughed in his face. And Ray said by the end of the night, the answer will be yes because he's taking over the show and will get what he wants. Yeah, Hogan ended up telling Ray to get a Midol. Yeah. This, this feud. <sighs> Storm and Hardy talk about their six-man tag and how evil Bobby Roode is. Uh, Storm is warning Jeff to, not be on the, to be on the lookout for Roode's tactics. And then we got some inner monologue with Jeff Hardy in slow motion. <sighs> I don't even know what to say about that. <sighs> it speaks for itself. We then had a number one contenders match for the exhibition title. Uh, Zima Ion versus Kid Cash versus Kenny King. No entrances for any of these guys. They had a pretty fun match. Uh, the type of match that's been missing on Impact for quite some time. Really since uh, the de around the time of Destination X. Uh, went about five minutes. Got in some uh, good stuff here and there. All three guys look good. Um, actually, one thing that I want to note on, and uh, no relation to the match, well, sort of in relation to the match, is that um, this is the first impact in quite a while, uh, or at least that uh, since Todd Kennelly has been added uh, completely to the commentary booth, that I've been able to watch, I, uh, like, the first exposure that I've gotten to the matches on TV with the commentary as opposed to being live and hearing it on tape afterwards. And I have to say, Todd Kennelly is a fantastic addition to the commentary team. He reminds me, like, a lot of Joey Styles. I mean, not only in the way that his voice sounds and whatnot, but just in the way that he talks. Like, he was actually bringing up some good points in this match, like talking about how uh, Kid Cash wrestled in a lot of triple threats in ECW, so would he not have the advantage? Uh, and also was uh, bringing up the fact that uh, at one point Zima Ion hit um, Kenny King with uh, his finisher and was bringing up that that was the same move that Zima used to beat Kenny back at Hardcore Justice. Just a lot of things like that. Uh, really good for the type of commentator that uh, Todd is supposed to be. And it's the type of thing that uh, I've missed from Mike Tanay for a long time. I mean, considering that Mike Tanay does not seem to be as into it as he once was many years ago. So, thumbs up for Todd Kennelly, I have to say that, like, with his commentary, I mean, he's growing into one of my favorite commentators, at least on a mainstream television scale, if not one of the top, but beyond William Regal, I should say. Um, finish for this match, though, actually was pretty nifty, because um, it was almost mistimed, but it made it more impressive, because uh, Ion had gone to the outside and uh, hit a Hurricane Rana, or, excuse me, uh... Uh, Cash went in the ring, uh, got a, a springboard clothesline, uh, 
Zima Ion put Kid Cash up top and then ended up tossing him to the floor. Uh, Zima went back into the ring and Kenny King springboarded, but since Zima wasn't completely timed right, uh, he paused for a second, then leaped over and managed to hit a uh, springboard blockbuster on Zima, then got him up for, at one point, what was called the Coronation, now known as the Royal Flush, which is a fireman's carry into a rock bottom, pretty much. And that Kenny King got the 1-2-3 on his first match on Impact since, I believe, August. So now, for final resolution, Kenny King is challenging for the exhibition title against Rob Van Dam. Uh, Bully Ray was talking on the phone about Hulk Hogan. Uh, he was heading the ring to take over the show. We had a promo talking about a reckoning is coming on January 3rd, 2013. Lots of like uh, uh, post-apocalyptic uh, graphics in this. My best prediction would be that it's going to be for a potential Abyss return, considering that up to that point he has been pretty much off TV for about a, uh, eight months, considering he had that one random return in May and then disappeared. Um, once again, beyond the uh, random appearance in the match with, uh, I believe, Ray and Joe Park at Slammiversary this year. So, we will see, though, come January 3rd. Bully Ray made his way to the ring, grabbed a chair, said that he won't leave until he gets his way, told Hulk Hogan that he wants to fight Ares, and Ares wants to fight him. Most of all, the fans won the match, so he will sit there and not leave until he gets what he wants. Ares made his way to the ring and also has a chair. Says he doesn't believe this, but he doesn't think that Ray wants to fight. Ares reminds Ray that he beat him before by dropping him on his head and making him tap out. Uh, Ray said that he wanted to fight so bad he dared Ares to get in the ring right now. Ares said that he doesn't do what the fans want, so he will sit on the ramp at a distance and mock Ray all night long. And he said that he's taking over the show. Hogan's music hits. And at this point... Aries uh, grabbed the chair and sort of decided to say, oh, I'm going to go around ringside. And it's just sort of unfortunate because obviously Aries is a fantastic heel, and he's sort of starting to fall in that Daniel Bryan position that Daniel Bryan is in WWE right now, where it's like he's so good at comedy that that's sort of what he's just being stuck with when he can be much more than that, although Aries is not in nearly as bad of a position, at least character-wise, as Brian is there. I mean, even though Brian is obviously tremendously more over, uh, overall, but it's more disappointing in the sense of just simply for the fact that, you know, both of them can be really, really great top heels if given the opportunity, but because both of them are good at comedy, they're just sort of getting stuck with that, so a bit unfortunate overall. Uh, Hogan uh, got in the ring and said that he will fix all this business right now. Said for 30 years he's been all business and says that he will not make the match of the pay-per-view. Won't be pushed around. Says that he runs things and that Ray will leave the ring or he will fire or kick, uh, fire or kick him out right now. Ray gets his, in his face and Aries egg them on to fight. Uh, Brooke ran down to the ring, gets in between them and says that uh, maybe quote-unquote Mark is right and. Hogan got very upset, asking uh, if she really just called him Mark, uh, a.k.a. Bully Ray's real name, for those of you that aren't familiar. And Hulk asks if, they if uh, this is what they want, and says that, mentions how all three of them have made him angry, and then said that Aries and Ray have the match for Sunday. Uh, we then had our main event of the evening, which we had Bobby Roode, Christopher Daniels, and, Kaz uh, and Kazarian, known as Bad Influence versus Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and James Storm. When Daniels and Kazarian made their way to the ring, I ended up howling 
laughing because of the fact that they came out wearing Zuba pants, fanny packs, and uh, black top shoes, and pretty much muscle shirts. And it was some of the most incredible stuff I've ever seen. Shows how the two of them are pretty much the most two, two most entertaining men in the world, uh, beyond perhaps Damien Sandow. And I would even say Punk currently as well. Um, match itself was very, very good. Got a lot of time. Uh, very good TV main event. Uh, went about 15 minutes. Basically, it was mostly uh, Daniels Kazarian and Rude working over Hardy, uh, making uh, the crowd want him to make a comeback, and uh, getting AJ or Storm in for the hot tag. Uh, at one point, Daniels Kazarian actually uh, went to do their patented Gagnum-style dance, but then they decided to say no, no, no to that, and did not do it. Um, Hardy made the tag. And AJ went wild, Storm went wild, lots of big moves everywhere. Uh, Daniels uh, managed to try to get the upper hand on AJ, uh, had the last rights countered, Storm came in to help and uh, sent Daniels to the floor. This was up, uh, upsetting to AJ because AJ knew that he could have had Daniels right then and there. Jeff Blind tagged off, a off uh, AJ and came in the ring, hit the twist of fate on Kazarian for the 1-2-3. Uh, Storm and AJ continued to argue as Jeff celebrated with the titles. Aces and Eights ran out, hit the ring, and beat uh, down Jeff Hardy. Um, there were about five of them in the ring, uh, just completely destroying Jeff Hardy. Uh, Storm returned to the chair, uh, all of them bailed to ringside. As Bobby Roode looked on smiling, and uh, all the Aces and Eights looked up towards him and gave uh, him the thumbs up. As Roode was smiling and said to the camera, it pays to be rude as we fade to black. So clearly Rude decided to pay off Aces and Aids to hurt Jeff Hardy going into their pay-per-view match this Sunday at Final Resolution. So overall, like I say, pretty below average impact overall. Um, the main event, though, made it overall enjoyable, I would say, and the exhibition match was good, too. But just a pretty lackluster build overall to Final Resolution. Uh, just because we now have seven matches on the card, and I will run down that right now. The main event of the show, as previously mentioned, is Jeff Hardy defending the World Heavyweight title against Bobby Roode. We have AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels with the promise of it being one last time, maybe. We have Rob Van Dam defending the exhibition title against Kenny King. We have Bully Ray versus Austin Aries. Uh, Chavo and Hernandez versus Matt Morgan and Joey Ryan for the tag titles. Uh, Tara defending the knockouts title against Mickey James, and Kurt Angle, Samojo, Wes Briscoe, and Garrett Bischoff versus uh, four members of Aces and Eights, and that makes it a seven-match card. Likely, it'll end up as eight, just because TNA likes to throw on a random match on there. It's sort of weird to me thinking that James Storm is actually not on this card, considering that you know just a month ago technically he was the number one contender, even though he quickly lost that in glorious loser uh, fashion. And then even you don't have Kazarian on the card, so perhaps that will end up being a random match. Or they can have a random match with a re-signed Eric Young, but I do not see that happening. So, overall, on paper, not exactly the most interesting card to me. Like, I feel like it's probably their, beyond, besides maybe September, has been their weakest since the uh, new creative regime has come in. Even though I'm uh, very much looking forward to AJ and Daniels, uh, just out of the fact that they, all, they never have a bad match. Well, at least, beyond Bound for Glory, maybe last year, uh, they never really have a bad match at all. And uh, Bully Ray and Austin Aries, um, 
A lot of people really don't go wild over their match from May, but I feel like it's one of the more underrated matches of the year, uh, just simply for the fact that I thought that they told a perfect story in that match. But with the dynamics switched around with Ray now as the face, seemingly, and Ares as the heel, I'm not sure how well it works. Not to mention that the storyline that they're in is really just not bashing them in terms of the way that they perform in the feud, but the feud itself is very terrible and I feel almost bad for the two of them for having to be involved in it. Not to draw the typical WWE TNA comparison, but it's not uh, Cena and AJ Lee, but it is very, very bad, to say the least. And hopefully they can manage to put the storyline aside and manage to have a great match. Uh, Hardy and Rude should be fine. Uh, Tara and Mickey, who knows. Uh, what who knows what to expect from the uh, A-Man tag. Kenny King and Van Dam seems pretty interesting, just because you know it's uh, Van Dam with like an independent level talent. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how those two interact. And cannot really express enough how anti looking forward to I am to the tag title match. But I will be having a predictions column come up likely on the day of the pay-per-view. Probably will go up like a few hours beforehand for you all to see all of my big predictions for the show. And on top of that, we will be having a lot more stuff to talk about very soon as we not only have the Final Resolution pay-per-view this Sunday, but we also have Evolve presenting an iPay-per-view this Saturday, as well as Cage of Death. I'm hoping to at least be watching Evolve. And if nothing else, then the next weekend we have the Jeff Peterson Cup 2012, which has 11 of 16 competitors as of this audio re being recorded. And uh, besides JPC, we also have a final battle being presented that weekend, which has a full card pretty much announced. And then we also have TLC that weekend. So lots of big shows coming up, lots of stuff to talk about. And, yeah, we will try to be as up-to-date on that as possible between Ben and myself. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming up next week in regards to Peterson. Like We're going to have Mark Olders, uh, who's been on the site before. Uh, he's going to be posting an article, a very good article, about uh, some of the top matches in the history of Peterson Cup. So for those of you that might be unfamiliar with the tournament, would highly recommend checking that out by the uh, when it gets posted. And, yeah, I mean, just make sure to follow us on Twitter at, at FreeAdmissionFR. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at I underscore M underscore Hollywood. And we will keep you updated with all the stuff that we have coming up. Until next time, I am JP Nichols. I will talk to you all again very soon.